Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by OnTap Sportsnet and brought to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. Today, we are going to be recapping the 35-22 loss at Husky Stadium, first home game in a few weeks, and kind of a mystery game, right? Like, we go into this game, nobody really knows what the situation at quarterback is. Obviously, we know Ethan Hampton is hurt. Uh, We know that Rocky has been hurt over the last few weeks, and we, we didn't really know whether or not he would play. And we get to the game, and it's Justin Lynch, but mainly Nevin Kremiscoli. Uh, redshirt freshman, first year on campus, first year as a Husky, and the 18-year-old kid didn't do too bad tonight. Obviously, it's hard to come back uh, when you're chasing 21 points for a majority of the game. But I think all things considered, the team fought hard today. They knew it was at stake. Both teams were fighting to stay alive for bowl eligibility, and they just unfortunately didn't make enough plays at the end of the game. And that's what Coach Hammock talked about in his post-game press conferences. And one of the first things that he said is that the offense wasn't able to make enough plays in order to win the game. And I know it's super cliche, super like a layup answer, but it's true. Like you can't afford to spot any team 21 points in the first half. Last year, we were able to spot them 21 points and come back this year. We don't have that same juice. We don't have that same energy, and we're not able to erase deficits like that. But we saw a great game from many different players. Harrison Way, we had a phenomenal game uh, this this evening. I was about to say this afternoon. Uh, Isaiah Green May with a, a key scoop and score. I'm pretty sure we won the turnover margin by, like, four tonight, and the only turnover that we had was a turnover late in the game that essentially sealed the game, but you had to go down firing. Uh, 33 pass attempts for Kremiscoli in his first career. It wasn't a start, but he basically played from like the second series on. So as much of a start as you would consider, and Justin Lynch didn't even register a pass. So if I'm Justin Lynch, I'm a little concerned at like how I'm being used. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, the way we've used him has been very strange, but to run through some of the stats, so light light workload today for Ontario, only six carries, 17 yards. But Whaley, Belkow this after this evening, 20 carries, 136 yards, 6.8 yards a pop. <clears throat> Two of our touchdowns came from tight ends. We got a touchdown today from Liam. We got a touchdown today from Tristan Tavis. And then that third one, like I said, Isaiah Green May with the scoop and score and a huge momentum play in this game. I really do think that, you know, we don't spot them 21 points to start the game and maybe just get anything going on offense. I mean, going into the half, we were dead dogs. We only had 93 yards on the ground and – or not 93 yards on the ground, 93 yards total and three first downs. So not our best work in the first half, but the second half they came out firing. They were able to get 22 points, but – the game kind of flipped on its head for the final time when we got that last stop and Central Michigan, they punted it down to about the eight-yard line, but were able to pin us at the one. And when they pinned us, we it, was, it wasn't the end of the game, but it pretty much was because we weren't able to get a yard on first, so we kind of stayed put, honestly, very close to being a safety. Second down didn't really get really much going, and then third down, most times you see a coach in that situation, doesn't matter 
doesn't matter what time in the game it is, always, always running it and then punting it. And we ended up, we ended up trying to throw it. Uh, a guy on the left side of the line misses block. I didn't see who it was right at the time. Play happened so fast, and we didn't. I mean, I they had the press box uh, TVs tuned to the jumbo, so they didn't show the replay obviously because it was central. But misses block, and before Nevin could even blink, you know, he has an edge rusher in his face. He gets hit. He loses the ball. They score a touchdown. Now, obviously, we had chances to score after that. No telling what really would have happened if it was maybe still a 28-22 game. But you really like our chances when you get us down six. We converted the two-point conversion. The two-point conversion was perfectly drawn up, perfectly executed. And a play that we've used on two-point conversions before during the season, that little reverse pass, and Kremiscoli uh, was able to to get the, complete, or get the uh, reception for a two-point conversion. So what a night for him. Obviously uh, – he, he even said it, he said it in the press conference after because we requested uh, that he come down for the presser. And even he said he left some plays out there. But you got to think about it like this, right? The kid is 18 years old, true freshman quarterback, okay? Coach has, has raved about him on the compete team. So throughout the season, he's built up to this opportunity. And this was his first game. He did also say to me that uh, – the game was, you know, a little bit faster than high school. So obviously there will be an adjustment period, but I think, and this was what coach Hammock said at the end of the game is that we're going to see maybe even more 50% Kremiscoli than we are Justin Lynch for the rest of the season, because actually too, uh, Ethan Hampton wasn't even listed on the roster. Like he was normally like players are always listed on the roster throughout the end of the season. He wasn't on the depth chart, wasn't on the roster. So I think he might be down for the season and I mean, I would assume that the plan with Rocky is, is to keep him out and, you know, maybe he'll have the opportunity to, to do a red shirt. Cause he only got to play like three, three and a half games, but we don't know, you know, obviously we don't get all those injury, uh, all the injury information as we should, but coach did say in the presser that the plan moving forward, at least for the rest of this season is probably going to be Nevin Kremiscoli and Justin Lynch. So We'll see what happens. Um, obviously, we lost bowl eligibility today. We lost a chance or whatever slim hope we had to go to Detroit. And we have three games to salvage a season, get meaningful reps for our young players, and win a couple football games to send our seniors off the right way. Because, in my opinion, you can't go from first to worst. You know, we, we had a first-place season last year, and obviously there was the worst-place season on the other side of that. But, but this is a team that's so much better than a two and seven record. And in my opinion, like it, and I said this to one of the other guys coming down from the press box, I'm like, it just sucks. Cause you want to at least have a chance to go six and six, like until the last week. And now, you know, we're two and seven. It's not a weird enough year for us to still have a chance at the, <laughs> at the max. So at this point, you're really just playing to get the experience for the younger players. You send the seniors off the right way with a couple wins and I've said it before and I say it with all due respect, but you know, there are coaches that are coaching for their jobs. So you would only hope that they're, they're able to find some sort of rhythm in the last few weeks and find a little bit of momentum going into the 2023 season, which is a season with many question marks. Do we get Rocky back? Do we know that we're going to have a quality quarterback, a quarterback that can lead us to win the conference on the roster? If that's not the case, What's the defense going to look like? So many questions. And I think 
it sucks. Yeah, we're not going to go to a bowl game. We're not going to go to the MAC championship. We're you know we're not going to have the season that we had last year. But there's still a lot to play for for these kids. This is a roster that is comprised of still a lot of young players. You know, our entire backfield: Blakemore, Whaley, and uh, Ontario Brown are all sophomores. I would hope that going into the offseason, we don't have the same problem that we had last year where we lost Jay Ducker. But I, I, I really just hope that from a, a mental standpoint, that these losses aren't as tolling as the ones were in the 0 6 season. Like, they're still doing a lot of great things out there. They, they didn't have enough time tonight. Like, you know, you, you spot them 21 points. You put together a relatively good second half. You win the turnover margin. And I mean, the defense didn't play terrible. They gave up, they gave up 21 points in like the first five minutes or the first by the first five minutes of the second quarter. And from there on out, they only gave up 14. And one of those was a play that Coach Hammock, like he said in the press conference, he took full responsibility for that they just shouldn't have called that play on third down. So had to get a little bit of water in me. I've been a little bit dehydrated today, but they had some questionable play calls in the, the, I want to say it was second, third and fourth and seven from the 15. They just simply threw feet, three fade routes, say three fade routes three times or 10 times quick. And I'm sure you'll say it how I said it, but they threw this, they threw basically the same play on different sides of the field. And I think someone in the comment section on one of the tweets pointed it out. And even my dad called me after the game and pointed it out and was like, I don't understand the the three fade routes on back to back to back plays when you were able to run the ball for five yards a clip tonight. And you really just needed to get another first down because they were at, it was third and it was second and seven from the 15. So if you get seven yards, you got first and goal from the eight. And what do we do when we get the ball inside the 10 yard line? It's Harrison Whaley time. It's Ontario Brown time. It's Justin Lynch time. It's Blakemore time. It's, you know, we're going to, we're going to overpower you with our O line and we're going to find a way to run it in. But that was not the case. And when we turned the ball over there, it, it, it pretty much seemed like curtains, but obviously we were able to get the ball back one more time. And then that's when the interception happened. So it is what it is. I, you know, I know this was a, a severely injured team, a team that did not play as disciplined of football as they did last year, obviously a team that wasn't as lucky and there was coaching blunders and coach hammock will be the first one to tell you, he has always come to the press conference right away, accepting responsibility uh, for his mishaps in a certain game. So it is what it is, but you know, you feel bad for the kids, you feel bad for the coaches and obviously you feel bad for the fans like us because you know, at the end of the day, you know this team is better than what's happening out there on Saturdays or on Wednesdays. But for whatever reason or not, it's you know it wasn't our night tonight, and it hasn't been our year. Um, it's unfortunate too, because like I said, now you don't have that bowl game to fall back on and still you know be proud of at the end of the day. Right now, players are playing for all conference and and for a chance to go to the NFL. There was five scouts there at tonight's game. At first I'm really sitting there thinking, I'm like trying to think of who uh, they came to the game to see. And I assume that it was Lou Nichols, but I counter you with this argument. I mean, Nichols had 28 carries for 92 yards. His quarterback, Jace Bauer, the second string guy outran him. Uh, obviously he played a lot more than Richardson tonight, 
But how about Harrison Way Lee? Harrison Way Lee doubled him up on yards per carry at 6.8, had 136 on eight less carries, and a, a longer, longest carry of the night. So scouts may have been in the house to come see Lou Nichols, but Harrison Way Lee outperformed him tonight. And like I said in the tweet, I said it because I meant it the best running back in the conference this season. So there are silver linings. I think the defense played a better game than the amount of points would say, but still not a great game. Uh, They did give up 245 yards on the ground. So we kind of got beat at our own game on our own field, which is frustrating, but and I was totally off. Richardson still had 22 uh, attempts. Bauer was just Tim Tebow out there. I don't, I don't know where they found this guy. I think it was Iowa, but 6'3", 210, was an absolute menace when he was running the football. And, yeah, we didn't have an answer for him, and it was apparent early that he was going to get anything that he wanted running the football. Uh, Very frustrating game. Obviously, no points in the first half. I'd have to look and see the last time we were shut out in the first half. But Coach Hammock, mentioned something in the press conference that I thought was interesting and something just to keep of note for future referee crews in, in, you know, contests the rest of this season and, and moving forward. But coach said going into this game that the referee crew that they had called for this game gives out 23 flags a game. They gave out 19 tonight. So I've never won in, in, I'm not saying this as a statement that like the refs cost us the game, but I think they had a quick hand. There was one early that was like a 15 yarder at midfield that they called on routine that I was just like sitting there scratching my head. Like that's just not Nick routine's DNA. That's not who he is. Like he doesn't do dumb shit like that. So frustrating is all hell. Um, Having quick whistles like that in a game that is always going to be a little chippy. It got real chippy in the third and fourth quarters. But you got two desperate, desperate teams that were in the opposite position last year. These teams were fighting for an opportunity to go to Detroit, and now they're just fighting for an opportunity to stay alive to go to Detroit. And unfortunately for us, that chance did not go our way. Uh, we dropped this one 35-22. to 22. And just to run through the numbers, so – we went forward on fourth down four times today, did not com- complete any of those. Third down efficiency, six of 15. We're pretty decent at getting off the field on on fourth down. They were only – or on third down, fourth down, absolutely not. They were two for two. But third down, they were nine of 17. So I'd say like 53 54%. It's not, not terrible, but not great right there in the middle. The yardage breakdown for us on defense gave up 451 total, 206 through the air, and 245 on the ground. And then penalties, 10 for 103 for CMU, 9 for 105 for us. And we ran for about 150. Well, actually, we ran for 158. We passed for 158. So as much as Coach said he they need to find more balance, uh, they just need to find more yards. They had a perfect balance. You just want to have maybe 200 rushing and 200 passing in this game would have been different. But we did lose the time of possession, lost one fumble and one pick, so we still win the turnover uh, margin by two 
four to two. And there was opportunities to have more. I really think that that front that front seven has played real hungry and they've been real great at getting after uh, the quarterback, whether it be, you know, strip sack, tipped line or tipped balls at the line that create interceptions for other players and just creating general havoc. So I think that moving forward, as long as we can keep seeing great stuff from the young guys on this team, I know James Esther may not be considered one of those guys, but like the Devontae O'Malley's white had an interception today. Uh, Young routine. I want to see more out of Nick Alvarado. Nick Alvarado absolutely lit someone up tonight. I'm sitting there thinking, like, this kid was playing high school football last year, and he's coming out here smoking people like the Boz did back in the day. So there's still a lot of bright sides, and unfortunately as a fan base, we're spoiled because we've won so many MAC championships, and we've won while we were a student here, and we've won after that, like – the most winning team or the winningest team in the state of Illinois over the last 10, 15 years. That's those are backed by numbers. That's not just me buffing my chest. Like this is a team that is used to being successful. And especially in a year that we have expectations, it's very frustrating to see the ball go the way it has this year, but I'm still, I'm not going to lose faith in the guys that we have on the team or Coach Hammock, because I know what Coach Hammock is capable, and I know that this year is not his year. But I am worried about uh, what the situation is going to work out like with the assistants, because at the end of the day, someone has to be the fall guy, essentially, right? There's always the fall guy. And with Coach Hammock getting the extension, he's an alum. He was a hell of a player here. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's going to have a longer leash than the guys on – you know, the support staff or the, the coordinators. And I'm not thinking that, you know, if push came to shove that hammock would even, you know, be fired after this year, because I think that he's still done a great job and he can still do an even better job with the recruits that he has coming in. But like I said, like somewhere along the line, someone's going to be held accountable and it's probably going to be in the form of support staff or maybe one of the coordinators. And I like Coach Jackson. I like Coach Isis. I've interviewed both of them. Great guys. Was super proud to see what Coach Jackson did with that defense last season to, to have them prepared for that final game. And Coach Isis has done a great job with the offense, given the, the way that, you know, our offensive players have been very injured for the last two years. So offensively, uh, looking back at this game, a huge shout-out to our tight ends, Tristan Davis and Liam Sorahan. Both were able to get touchdowns on the day. But Tristan Tavis, three touch or three uh, receptions, a touchdown, and 70 yards. This is a guy that that last year we didn't even really have a role for. And now he's our leading receiver in games. Like he's had touchdowns in multiple games this year. He's really grown into his own and proud of the way that he has progressed and, and grown into a hell of a college football player. Uh Thornton. Saw some great usage today, five receptions, 49 yards. It really helped us in that third quarter, get us in position to, to put points on the board. And I don't know if we have him for one more year. I hope we would, but he's been great in space. Uh, Cole only had two catches on the day, Liam won and Fabian won, and then Harrison won as well. But our offense is, is very different without Rocky at quarterback. And – 
coach said, you know, they were able to load the box. They were able to send pressure. They knew, you know, what type of offense we were going to run. They knew that we were going to run the football a lot. They knew that we were going to do QB draws and do stuff that even in the passing game was close to the line of scrimmage. So they were able to sell out. And, I mean, 158 yards is good for most teams, but for us, we usually hover around that 200 mark. And I don't know, the workload was a little bit different this week. Like, usually it's a little bit split more. It's like, I'd say like 40-40-20 in favor of Whaley and Brown get 40-40 and then Blake Morgan 20. But today we saw we saw a carry from Jaden Cradle, which he usually gets about one a game. I, I was thinking, too, coming into the season, the way Coach was talking about him, that we were going to see him used a lot more. But he's usually just on, like, kickoff and punt, and he doesn't get uh, really opportunities because they just get touchbacks. But I still think uh, there's stuff to be positive about. Obviously, it sucks that we lost bowl eligibility and that we lost – uh, obviously a chance to repeat, but looking at our schedule, we play Miami of Ohio. They still got a lot to play for play Western Michigan. That's a team that we should be able to beat. They lost again tonight to Bowling Green. And then you play Akron and that's senior night. That's the last game of the season. That's a home game. It's on a Saturday. That's a, a must win game, a game that we absolutely cannot afford to lose in order to send our seniors off the right way. So I'm just thinking of it like this, like remain positive. Try to find the bright spots in these final three games. Find a guy like uh, like a Nevin Premiscoli or a Jaden Cradle or, or one of these guys that is lower on the depth chart that, that you just watch closely over the next few weeks and try to see where they're growing at because we're still a very young team. We – are still a very aggressive team. We are an aggressively coached team. Coach went for it on five times on fourth down, and honestly, every single one of them was the right call. We just don't have the same juice that we had last year on fourth down. Last year, we were the best team in the nation on fourth down. This year, the story is not the same. So it is what it is. Um, it's, it sucks, man. The season is for postseason aspirations is over, but again, a very young team, and a lot still left to play for. If I had to give players of the game, which I always do, so I guess I will. I don't know why I worded it like that. On the offensive side of the ball, I am going to give it to – going to give it to Tavis, man. I know Whaley still balled out. Whaley was moving the sticks. He was finishing runs, and that's one thing that – you know, at his size, at, at like five, I think he's 5'10 or 5'11, 192. He's not the best built running back, but he plays bigger than his weight, man. He plays taller than his height and a phenomenal player. But in a game where the quarterback position is is such a question mark between Justin Lynch and Nevin Kremiscoli, Coach Hammock had mentioned that you need your playmakers to step up and play better. And Tristan Tavis – a 23.3-yard average, a 34-yard touchdown, 70 yards on the night, and there is no player on an offense that is a young quarterback's best friend than a tight end. And Nevin Kremiscoli gets two touchdown passes, one to each tight end tonight, and then obviously that third one came on special teams. 
or not on special teams on defense. I'm sorry. Total blunder. Late night action. I need to get my I need to get my midweek action tradition roll, and I gotta go get a Big Mac and like a large fry, and uh, I actually have to get an extra small fry that will not be eaten by his normal the normal uh, puppy that eats the fries because I did lose my dog this week and that was a sad moment. So it's tough to, you know, get off, get off of this game. And usually when I come home, he's waiting for me right underneath the table. Cause he knows that it's time to record and wasn't there tonight. But I think if I go to McDonald's, I got to get extra small fry just for him. But on the defensive side of the ball, going Isaiah green Bay, Isaiah green Bay with the touchdown, with the momentum shift, with just, the biggest play of the game, right on the defensive side of the ball, scoop and score in a, I think it, I think that brought us down to either a two score game or a one score game. So either way you look at it, huge play in that game. It was a third down. And I actually go to the guy next to me in the press box uh, from the Northern star. And I go, we absolutely need a negative play here because even if we stop them at the line of scrimmage, they're just going to go for it and roll right over us on fourth down. So to get the stop, to get the fumble, to get the touchdown, all in one swoop was a huge, huge play in that moment. And as I was walking out from the press conference at the end, I saw Isaiah Green May taking, taking pictures with his family and smiling and having a good time. One of my favorite things to see always is is when, you know, these guys' family come or their family members come out and support them and, and see them. Because not every one of these guys is from the Chicagoland area, and I don't believe Isaiah Green May is. But it was great to see him get the scoop and score, get that, that touchdown to help out, uh, get, get us back in the game. But, yeah, uh, rough night, rough week for us as Husky fans. You drop a game last week that you had an opportunity – or 10 days ago, I'll say, because it was the Ohio game. They had an opportunity to win late, and you lose a game against Central Michigan that you maybe could have won if you just played a better first half, but you unfortunately did not. And it is what it is. We moved to 2-7 and seven on the year. The final for this one was 35-22. to 22. We win the second half again, but not enough to erase the ultimate deficit that we created for ourselves in the first half. But I think that about wraps it up for this episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. I should be back at the facility on Friday. Um... I may have to work something that I wish I have had not have been doing so much lately, but I have, and it is what it is, but I'm going to try to get off work, try to get out to the facility on Friday and try to get a couple interviews. Hopefully, I mean, at least one, but we'll see what, how, how it works out time-wise, but yeah, it is what it is. Huskies lose. It's not the end of the world. We will f- live to fight another day. It's just that we're not going to be able to be bowl eligible. Find a way to just win a couple more games this season. Get those young guys repetition. Get those young guys meaningful game snaps. Find a way 
to get that winning formula back heading into the 2023 season. Um, and like I said earlier, man, tough week for me and my family. Please keep us in your prayers. I lost my dog of 15 years uh, Monday morning, and it's just been a rough few days. And I mean, thankfully, tonight's game was at Husky Stadium because when I'm home for away games, he's you know the first one to come in the room and and watch and see me excited when we score touchdowns, and was always there for all the big moments. I remember <laughs> he was freaking out at me when uh when Clint scored that touchdown last year to send us to Detroit. So definitely uh, hurting over here on this front. So keep us in your prayers. We'll be back with you guys later in the week. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by On Tap Sportsnet and brought to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. Throw me a follow at on 300 Throw our main account a follow at Huskies on Tap. Really do appreciate you for tuning in with us tonight, whether it's uh, on the Twitter spaces or on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back to you guys some point over the weekend. The episode should be uploaded, and I'll I'll do a post uh, out there on Monday. Uh, just kind of the best time to post because people don't really listen too much over the weekend. But for our loyal listeners and our VIP listeners, the ones that want to get it early, it should be out at some point over the weekend. I just have a few games that uh, I got to produce for for the high school. So or for the high schools, I will say, because I doing a game for Rochelle on Friday and a game for Byron on Saturday. So hoping one of those teams can get down to the state championship so I can keep working as long as possible as much as I was just complaining about it. But I'm having fun doing it. I'm still having fun doing the show. Got to see Rocky after the game. I know I'm supposed to be wrapping up, but Rocky was in good spirits. And shout out to him for tossing the pig skin around on the sideline with Nevin during the third quarter and fourth quarter to help keep him warm. But I swear I'm finally logging off for the night. I really do appreciate you for listening. Got to find a way to win one next week. And go. Yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.